0: everybody welcome back welcome back the trading triangles here hey Kay. hey sean
1: hey guys hello good evening
0: hey, looking forward good to afternoon. getting some more charts today good morning good morning good evening good afternoon to our global audience <laughs> i was actually thinking earlier today Kay. just between you and me there's thousands of miles and then yes. you have got sean on the other side of the world and it's amazing right yeah it's unreal and then here we are talking trading we talk throughout the week obviously and uh this is great, love connecting. And um, so, you know, with that real quick, we are, as I just mentioned, three friends that like to trade. We're not trading professionals, so this is not financial advice. This is for pure entertainment and educational purposes only. I do appreciate you guys tuning in and hopefully you get some good value every week. Um, and yeah, looking to, looking to get right into it. I don't know, Sean, you had a busy day today. Has it been a positive energy kind of feeling day? You feeling positive heading into these charts?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be an interesting week. Um we've got obviously the FOMC coming up on Wednesday as well, interest rate decision. So that'd be interesting to see what that comes out with. Lots of earnings, which I'm sure we're about to dive into. Um but yeah, I'm just managing trades at the moment. I'm not really taking many. Uh I, I sold out my Innovates this week, which I was really pleased about. I uh, got a really nice exit price, which
0: got pretty much
1: a bit, got a bit lucky.
2: Nice.
0: And uh, yeah, that's that's my trading this week. Yeah, and Kay, we've been talking about earnings ramping up. We're here. Are you excited? Yeah,
1: exactly. I'm so excited. This is the big tech earnings week, and uh, you know, a couple of good trades last week on Bank of America, Tesla. It's amazing.
0: Nice, good to hear it. Yeah, great performance last week from some names and some not. You know, some others not so much. So yeah, let's get right to it. Um, just looking at the the indexes like we always do. S and P was up slightly, 069 percent on the week. But the Dow was the big performer, up over 2%. And uh, Russell 2K was also up 1.5%. So good to see that, um, you know, kind of healthy moves from both the Dow and the small caps catching up a little bit. NASDAQ was down 0.57% on the week, but still up, I think I've got 34% on the year. I have to like constantly double check that. That's such a strong number. Um, Bitcoin was flat, holding uh, its 80% for the year. So still great numbers there. It's so right around twenty nine nine, um, and then the VIX didn't do anything yet again. It's at thirteen sixty, so really the VIX is just kind of laying low and trying to stay off, off of everybody's radar. Um, exactly. But yeah, with Tesla, yeah, right uh, with Tesla and Netflix last week, you know, kind of hurt the the Nasdaq performance overall. It looks like dragged that down. Um, any other names that I didn't mention? Looks like United Healthcare just absolutely crushed it, up nine over nine percent, off in the far right of our. Charter. Yeah,
1: I, I think uh, the Charles Shop doesn't show here. It's up over 10% for the week. And um, Morgan Stanley was up 7 plus percent. Bank of America, of course, was also up 6%. Uh, those were all uh, kind of like a foundation trade after you know, JP Morgan's uh, outstanding performance. Uh, Tesla, I think, was a kind of a letdown. Uh, but generally, it's always given whenever you have those big run-ups up to the earnings, it's always buy the uh, rumor and sell the new situation. So yeah we'll probably expect something similar this week as well in one of those stocks for sure.
0: Yeah, you can see Google and meta both down fairly large, Nvidia is down fairly large. Um, and then yeah, as you mentioned, Tesla. so yeah, got big big names this week to look forward to. The fear and greed index. K. you always talk
1: about this. I love it, right? Um, it's 82 right now. Last week was 80, so the greed is and the fear the greed is just increasing every week. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing, right? <laughs> and uh, because I've been tracking since 5.28, at least in my notebook, right? 5.28, we were at 66. Now we are at 82. That's it. That's all I have to say.
0: That's it. That's, that's the end of this. the sentence right there. Yeah. Do you it's, think, inc- um, it's incredible.
2: So, Do you think it's staying this high because stocks are putting it back and people are thinking this is an opportunity to buy?
1: I think so right? Um, if you think sense, about right? it, right, the, the S&P is up, the the, the the NASDAQ is up 30%. You know, um, I don't see any fear anymore in the market, right? It's game on. If you're talking about new highs.
0: Yeah, if you're looking at year-to-date numbers, you see you know, S&P up 18%, Dow's up six, NASDAQ 34, Russell 2K 11. 11? Yeah, I can't believe these numbers. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean... It's almost this should be, uh, maybe this should be, uh, extreme FOMO. <laughs> maybe that's what it actually is reading, right?
1: Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway. And, and honestly, we don't know when the pullback will happen, or even if the pullback happens, I don't think we are going to go back to October lows. Maybe, yeah, five, ten percent, which is a good, healthy correction. So we should call it a correction and not a, a crash.
0: Yeah, a pullback, a correction. Not, yeah. I, don't, I don't think. Yeah, it would take quite a bit to get a crash at these levels given where we're at. But the extreme greed just persists. It's just impressive.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then we've got big earnings, like we mentioned. Right dead center of the chart, there, I see Meta. You know, Mm -hmm. that stands out. To the left of that, Alphabet and Boeing, Microsoft,
1: Microsoft. Oh yeah, Microsoft. Yeah, we got. um, I I think for me, uh, we track Intel, so Intel is right on Thursday. Couple of big dividend names you have verizon 3m AT&T, boeing uh mcdonald's mastercard those are some big you know uh, names in the uh, options not not in the options and dividend world and then on friday oh, yeah. we have all oil here you got exxon mobil you have chevron some big u.s companies uh for reporting earnings on oil side if you trade on the oil
0: yeah good stuff a lot, a lot of huge names like really big movers in the market this week so a lot to talk about we've got charts on a a bit of it uh make sure you as sean likes to remind me because i constantly forget hit the like button and subscribe appreciate appreciate everybody's support here and it allows us to you know get out to more people and we keep doing this every week so uh appreciate that and we'll keep it rolling get right to the charts so first up i posted a chart here on spy really just showing the channel that that it's been in it's really kind of a clean channel those two lines are parallel, right? Exact same um, distance apart all the way up, and we're at, we just kind of bounced off the top upper end of that channel, the four-hour chart or four-hour uh, candles, and uh, we could see a bit of a pullback here. We were talking about the, you know, Sean, you mentioned the rate decision on Wednesday. Um, if you know Fed comes out and is speaking about more hikes or just kind of keeping that hawkish tone, uh, perhaps it's more of a reason to pull back a little bit. Um, but I am looking at that four forty three ninety is what I've got for uh, potential support level if we do get that pullback.
2: Yeah, I mean I like the channel. I just want to get your thoughts on when you if if you trade a channel and if you do if you look for that kind of thing. Um, but if it breaks out above, some people like to trade that. I, I don't personally like it. I think it's a bit more of an extended move. So it's a little bit unrelated completely to what we're talking about. But um, just a little thought. It's oh, just that's the other side, maybe. Of it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree, because if you've got an already an upward trending channel and you get that break above it, I don't play for an extended move higher. I mean, you might miss out on an incredible gain there, but I think the odds are really against you of having that happen. The flip side, though, I will play the breakout below, right? Because it looks like we've broken trend. Yeah, you agree?
1: Exactly right, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I I have a point to make here, actually. Uh, It's kind of unrelated, though. You know, you you mentioned that we have an FOMC meeting coming up uh, this week, right? And it's so surprising that um, a lot of the analysts on the TV are already expecting a 25% rate hike, right? 25 basis point. Yeah, absolutely. It's baked in, they say, right? Yeah, it's baked in. So I really don't think the FOMC is going to be the major driver this week. I think the earnings of Meta, Microsoft, uh, Alphabet are the major, and I and I think among the three, I would focus a lot on Microsoft because Microsoft is a huge name, and it kind of sets the tone for the earnings. So,
0: yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that. That's interesting though that you can almost not worry about what the Fed's going to say with respect to rates; it's already baked in. Um, he could come out with a really strongly hawkish tone. Um, What would be crazy, I was actually talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday is, and I don't think it happens this week by any stretch, but, you know, if he comes out and starts talking about actually cutting rates at some point after not talking about it at all, just an absolute reversal, I think a lot of folks are saying, oh, that would be really bullish, right? And they would think markets would just take off. But I think the only time that happens is in a really, you know, if he's if we're in a bad spot, economically speaking, and it actually would be a signal that oh you know the economy is not doing well and it could actually you know cause a bit of a panic so I don't know that this is something that I've got been thinking about and kind of discussing on the side recently but back to the chart (laughs) um in the near term you know these four-hour candles I like because it helps you know I trade one two three weeks out and it gives you these kind of these patterns to trade off of so um I, I do i do think we're at the upper end of the channel wouldn't be surprised to see a bit of a pullback uh, but i think to the point made earlier a pullback a bit of a correction that that's it that's all i'm really looking for and you know one last point on this chart rsi bottom right corner here um is not overbought it's not oversold uh, macd is positive right showing the upward trend is still in place but um rsi is is showing you can we can go either direction here so room to run, room to pull back a little bit, but, um, yeah, within this channel and trying to trade the channels what I'm looking at. So let's keep it rolling. We've got yeah, charts and so charts. I know I've gone back to my
2: original thing. What I used to do back in the day. So I put the, the two oh, yeah. hour chart main, that like the big one that you can see, and then the daily on top of that. And you can just see, if you take a step back, if you have a look briefly on the daily, we are very extended and we saw that with your chart. yeah. Um, Level I've got is 4.44. 4, 4. You had 4.43.90. So we're pretty much 10 cents out. So, you know, again, spot on. with pretty similar to our levels. And if we are going to break this 20 moving average on the two-hour chart, the reason I like to go to the two hours is to give a little bit more perspective, a little bit more detail on the candles, just the way I look at things, I think. Um, but we can see on, on, on the bigger chart we've got there, we are kind of looking to break that two-hour um, um, 20 moving average and move down to perhaps to 50 which the first line I've got there is 40, uh, four four seven fifty, um, so that would be a line that I've been looking for a bit of you know, support, of course. But I think the major support is we, we mentioned it before is the blue line, which is the four 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 level. Um, again, you obviously had four four three ninety, but I, I would look for a pullback. I think it'd be healthy for for, for the stock market. I think in general, um, but yeah, that's, that's that's what I think.
0: Yeah, you got an additional level in there, four forty seven fifty. Yeah, noted. Hmm.
2: I think that goes back to way before, and that's why I've drawn that. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah and it lines
0: up, right, like you said, with the, the that uh, moving average for the two-hour candles. Mm-hmm. So look at what that looks like on the four-hour. I'm sure it's very similar. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Anything for you on this chart, Kay, before we move to the queues?
1: No, I think it's a, I, I think a, a, a correction. Five to 10% is most likely at some point in time. Um but I think again, as I mentioned, this week is uh, is focused on Meta and uh, Microsoft and Google. If right. if they yeah if they report bad earnings, which I don't think they will, I think we may be able to you know keep the momentum up.
0: Yeah, I mean they're going to report bad earnings, um, based on you know, exactly what I, I just don't understand what the news would be that they, you know, cause them to miss, but you know, that's, that's what happens. That's why they're surprises. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm kind of leaning towards expecting them to be a little bit more positive, but probably having a timid market heading into those earnings a bit Um and into Wednesday um, just because of the rate decision. But yeah, we'll have to see. The cues, <laughs> excuse me. So the cues. I lost my voice earlier this week. Up to forgive me if it comes and goes a little. Um, so yeah, that this is a broader chart. I zoomed out, which I don't usually do. I kind of focus on the more near term, but you know, we have a clear target that uh the bulls are trying to push to here. So I want to call that out. And we're trying to get back to the four hundred eight seventy one 71 highs from how far back was that? I think that was the end of 21. Um, mm. but Regardless, uh, you know, we've had that long downtrend and then this year just ripping higher, nice and steep, not a lot of choppiness, just just continuing the trend, respecting the 20-day moving average. And we pulled back nicely to the trend line. I wouldn't be surprised to see if we test 371 this week, you know, as we've been talking about, 370 roughly, if we pull back um, with some precaution in the markets. A little bit overbought on the RSI at the bottom of the chart there. But it did pull back and drop down below that overbought level, um, so that you know that's a good sign. We could, there's so meaning there's still room to run, and the queues still are, you know. RSI stands for relative strength index. So while we talk often about you know over two, the RSI is too high or too low, it's overbought, oversold. Um, also note that if they're in the higher range of our of the RSI in the higher end of the RSI range, that was hard to say, um, then, you know, the stocks have been performing much better and are the relatively stronger performers in the market. So something that, that I always like to keep in mind and remind myself. Okay, I saw you come off mute. Anything to add? Yeah, for the um, to
1: I, I think just uh, just from an options uh, perspective, I, I saw some uh, a very interesting number here. So at 375, you have about, For the upcoming week, you have 159,000 contracts expiring. And at uh, 377, you have 170,000. And at 378, you have 139,000 plus contracts. So those are, looks like a lot of key levels where a lot of contracts are expiring.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of contracts. Am I wrong? Because that that seems like a lot of contracts.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, heavy. and the, and 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 I think this is, there is a bullish tone here because I'll I'll give you the numbers again. So three seventy seven, yep. you have one hundred and seventy thousand. Three seventy eight, you have one hundred and thirty nine thousand. Three seventy nine, you have one hundred and five thousand, and at three hundred and eighty, you have one hundred and one thousand. So you have over six digits, uh, you know, uh, contract expiration in the in these like three seventy seven to three eighty. After that, it drops to like 60,000. So you know that this is where it seems like the market is pulling for a move in, in, in these levels.
0: Good to note. Thank you for that, Kay.
1: All right, well, yeah, just, yeah.
2: Going to, just, just going back to to the technicals, I really like the way that 50 is moving almost vertically up. The really 50 is. moving average, I mean, which is a lighter blue line. Um, but it, that, to me, could, could be broken quite easily if we were to get poor earnings from one of these guys the um, point only this week, or obviously Jerome Powell come out and say something bad. I think that 50 level could be broken. It may not be broken completely. It might just dip below and come back up um, as we've seen before on the chart just be here. But just the acceleration from that one line is incredible. It really is.
0: It really is. And the 50 cross, or the 150, and and you know, if you're using the 200-day moving average uh, way back in March, and mm-hmm. has just continued to rip. So, you know, that 50 crossover there is Genuine, genuine, generally bullish. I am having a hard time talking today. Um, but yeah, so we've gotten the bullish run following it makes a lot of sense. Good to see it. Yeah. So pulling back is very extended at this point. Um, again, sticking with the theme, it just makes sense. So it
2: does, that's, yeah. And you watch, next, time, next week, uh, we'll come on and, and, and the QQQ will be in the 500s. It <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely
0: blast off. Yeah, yeah. that's how it goes. That's how it goes. <laughs> it just shows we know nothing. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, you, just, you just trade the best charts, the best you can with the charts in front of you and then be humbled by the market, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, yeah.
1: if you have a call on QQQ and it goes to 500, imagine the amount of money you'll be making on that.
0: It, if that it's happens, uh, I'm going to go buy, buy calls on keys. Just, just you know, small bet. If it goes to 500, I will tell you now, I will be taking next week off of the trading okay. <laughs> <laughs> so chart. Okay. Sorry, so I'm back to you. Yeah, of course. So
2: this is my chart on Nikki Kiku quite similar. Um, I've got the daily on the left. And we can just see the kind of the aggressive selling pressure we had. Two full, uh, I, I like to think they're quite full candles. So the selling pressure is definitely there. And I just want to put that in, in, into the daily there on the left side, which is the little kind of window you see. Must be a, a word for that. Uh, but going back to the bigger one, which is the two hour, and we can see that we're kind of on the 50 um, the moving average, the, the blue line. Um, and like I've been saying before, I think we could easily break that with the momentum we've had through the QQQ. And then I'm looking at that 200 move, uh, moving average line down the bottom there, which is the red one, sneaking in down below, which is kind of, uh, the 357 level um kind of going in from there and you can see a bit of confluence there my favorite word at the moment um yes. is that you've got the support line and the 200 so if we were going to pull back that's the, that's the level we're looking for um i don't know why i like the two hours that much i i, I do I, I look at it every day in different stocks um it's just my trading preference i think a lot of people used use the four hour i think nate you used a four hour sure um kay i don't know if you have a
1: preference in terms of time frame um generally if i'm doing a day trade probably maybe 30 minutes an hour Mm. or if i'm like scalping i I generally like scalping if i do scalping if i have time i'll do scalping so then i'll go to like maybe a five minute candle five 15 minutes
0: otherwise you trade dailies right the daily candles yeah i mostly
1: trade daily candles yeah
0: exactly makes sense Mm. yeah you know i I like the four hour but sean i think that you find what works, right? Like mm-hmm. what works for you and what you're Something most comfortable well. with. I do like um, alternating, you know, rotating. So I'll look at, for example, the cues and I'll look at the weekly, daily, four hours, the one hour, you know, kind of narrow it down and see if anything pops off with one or one chart or the other. Like if one of the moving averages is respecting more on one chart than the other, that kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, I think you go with what's what you're comfortable with and, you know, stick with it really is the key. That's my take.
2: Yeah, exactly. You've got to tailor to your preferences, haven't
0: you? Yeah, it's all about preference, right? you, you got to be comfortable trading. You don't want to be, like, forcing it at any spot. But uh, What else on yeah. this chart? Are we moving
2: on past the Qs? I think so. I've I covered everything I wanted to cover um, for, for the QQQ. It's going to be an interesting of, in week.
0: Yeah, lots of options, actually, going on there.
1: Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay so here we have started my set neo uh, is up first and we can see it's in a very good bullish trend um in my i know we've had a, a bit of a sticky last couple of weeks but i think that's normal with the move we've had and and look we're still above the kind of blue trend line which i've drawn there the thick blue line i've gone with blue for now don't know why um but yeah if as long as we follow that trend line up i think that'll be really really good and you can see that i've drawn a little kind of gray circle there and that's um, to kind of point out the fact that the 20 lo- looks to be moving through the 200. Now, I do think we need a nice little move up, maybe towards kind of 11 level. Um, so hoping in the next couple of days we can get a good move. And that will just confirm that move for the 20 we've to kind of go through the 200. Um, and also that kind of level as well, um, which is the $10 level, which is also psychological. But as you can see throughout the chart, I've drawn lots and lots of blue dots. Um, and that's the kind of touch it. Obviously, nothing's exact. It's kind of around that area, of course. But you can see the kind of contact with $10. And that really confirms the way I think about the kind of psychological level in terms of $10. I don't know if you would agree with that.
0: Um, yeah, I'm assuming the you will. Uh, the blue dots are back, Sean. Yes. Yeah, I've
2: gone for highlighted dots because it's a lot easier to put them on the screen. So that's, I think they look better as well, and a bit cleaner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. It
0: makes your point very strongly, I think. You know, these are all the touch points firming up mm-hmm. why this level is so strong. I, yeah, I like the blue dots. I'm a fan. And the yeah, blue uh, line, real quick, not yeah. to uh, totally interjecting. But uh, so I was drawing these charts a while back and uh, before I got wise. And, you know, I'm colorblind, so the red and the green, I flip-flop and mix up sometimes before if I don't pay close attention. And I was drawing all these red lines <laughs> all over the chart, and I was like really bullish. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, it was called. I was like, "Why do you have all those red lines?" Then, <laughs> So <laughs> anyway. So now I I appreciate the blue ones <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it to blue then, just for you, of course. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Blue, <laughs> blue, blue dots, numbers. blue lines. It's helpful. But yeah, higher highs and higher higher lows. You know, back. You know, getting more serious with you, son. Sean. Uh, yeah. That's that's the continued pattern in. So you want to get back above 1130, that would be excellent to see here, right? Even if it pulled back right afterwards.
2: Yeah, and, and the registration, so the news are coming through up to 7,000 for, for this month so far, which is good. So if you just double that as 14,000, which is almost a record breaking month, I think they can push through the kind of 15, 16,000 delivery mark. But yeah, mm-hmm. from a chart perspective, obviously we want that kind of blue line to come through the 200 ultimately. That's what I'm really looking for in the next couple of months, but um, yeah, we're decreasing in volume as you can see as well down the bottom there.
0: But yeah, yeah. that's
1: that, that's Neo in a nutshell for me. Sean, I have yeah, a question. you know, I...
0: oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kay.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> my question was, uh, are they reporting earnings uh, anytime soon?
2: No, so they report really late. Um, to, to card and they haven't announced it, of course, but it'll be towards the end of the earnings season. Got
1: it. Okay.
0: Yeah, Sean, I was checking out your. Uh... Your YouTube channel and your post about the, the deliveries and looking to break records here. And that was really interesting. I, I'm going to have to follow on a little closer, pay a little more closer attention. If you guys haven't seen what Sean posts on Neo, it's great information. You got your spreadsheets. I know you're a fan of the spreadsheet, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's great info. So I appreciate that. I'll check that out. No, thank often. you very much.
2: I appreciate Absolutely. that. Awesome. So we're moving on to end phase now. They report earnings on uh, Thursday, I think. For, uh, yeah, Thursday evening, um, which will be interesting because Tesla came out the other day and they said that their solar division is not doing so well in terms of sales. But I'm thinking maybe it's because they're probably not pushing that as much as their cars, et cetera, are they, right, um, in terms of the battery technology and that kind of stuff. But I, I think that Enphase could do quite well. Obviously, Q2 traditionally, from what I've heard and what I've researched, is not so good for kind of solar companies. It's obviously seasonal, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, I, I think... It'd be interesting to see earnings and what I've got really here is if we were to get good earnings, I think we we can move a push through 200 Um, and then we've got a gap fill at 214, which I've kind of noted there. And you can kind of see where it started in the very top left corner of this chart uh, with a little red dot. I went for a red dot this time. I don't know why. Don't know if you can see that, Nate. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have, we have that level. And I think if we get good earnings or at least good guidance or something like that, um, I know in the last one, the last earnings report, it was, it was kind of poor guidance. And that's why we saw the drop. Um, but if we can have that like bit of revised guidance, I think that would be really nice. Um, we've all seen a nice little move back up to kind of 200 and up to kind of 214, as I just mentioned. Likewise, if, um, oh, sorry, contrary to that, if we'd get poor earnings, I think we kind of revisit that kind of 152 I think it is I've got there yeah 152 level um but yeah also I've highlighted obviously the 200 moving average has played across quite nicely on the 2 hour um it's just basically hugged it for the whole of that middle section of this chart so that'd be interesting to see if it can kind of come down there this week um, to kind of test that test the waters before earnings so that I'll be looking for those you know key points I don't know if you have any thoughts on the end phase uh, whether you even look at the stock, I know last week I brought it up, and and um, we were discussing about what it actually did. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, this this little bit of a higher, you know, break above up to the one ninety level is definitely positive to see. Um, I just like to see higher highs made. I mean, it just shows mm. me that you know, get a little bit of momentum going there, and the bulls are are winning out a bit. And then you're going to get profit taking. It just makes sense uh, from folks who have gotten in. At the previous high and wrote it down um you know that you're going to have folks selling once we get back to that level so i like to see that and you're seeing it here you see a bit of a pullback um so i'm hoping that you know what you mentioned with the just getting some support here and a, an a attempt to move higher that's a big gap to fill so if it does get running that'd be really nice to see right it could make a move is that is that what you're thinking sean that it, if it does get there it can make a quick move pretty big
2: um, yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, N phase before I've seen in the past, because you know, when you flick through the stocks after they have earnings, I've seen it move kind of 10, 13% on an earnings report. I mean, a lot of stocks do that anyway. But yeah, I That's think can, I'm not too sure. Maybe I should have measured that out, but it looks like it could be about that, uh, roughly 10, 15% up to kind of that 214 level. Um, but yeah, I think going back to kind of my original thesis of breakout trading, you will be looking to kind of break that. 190 level, come back down, retest, and move up. But obviously, with earnings, that doesn't really happen. Um, that was a move maybe I was looking for the week before, just gone, um, which I did uh, did partake in. I'm just kind of holding the position now. I'm not too sure if I'll hold it through earnings, because that's a risky game, as you, as you, as you both know. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, yeah, we'll see what happens with phase.
1: So just to add to what you guys are saying, right? This is a bit from a fundamental standpoint. There are 35 analysts that cover phase. And uh, out of the 35, you have 17 strong buys, eight buys, nine hold, and only one sell. So a lot of bullish momentum, at least from the street that we are seeing here. ahead. so just one other, so from a trading standpoint or investing standpoint, the stock is currently trading, it's 52 week low. Your uh, range was 152 to 339. So something for folks, if you're not trading and you're investing for a long term standpoint, this could also potentially be a place where you can add more. Again, not a financial advice, do your due diligence, but the stock is trading at its near 52 week low.
2: Yeah, And that's why I brought it up because it's not been moving with the market as, as like many other stocks have. Uh-huh. Um, and it's those kind of opportunities you want to kind of address and um, you know potentially partake in if it, if it sets up nicely for you.
1: Yeah. And one last thing, short interest is 6.18. So not a lot. Generally, short interest is when it's 20%, 30%. That's when it becomes like a candidate for, uh, you know, the Big short squeeze.
0: squeeze. Yeah.
1: yeah. We haven't so- heard that terminology since AMC has disappeared. But st- <laughs> 6% short interest is still decent, right? If it builds up further, you may be able to uh, see a short squeeze, at least for a short time, especially if it's trading at this low, a 52-week low
0: a quick side note did i hear or read that amc got rejected for the yeah so trying to convert their
1: ape shares yeah so that's ape that's shares. a good sign and i think on on friday uh Ooh. the amc ran up 100% so the stock was about like $4 3 384 something like that and it after market it was almost like $7.98 wow. then i think it dropped back
0: yeah on the bad news yeah, imagine if you bought calls just before the close. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a rough Monday. Yeah, All right. Well, sorry to, to derail a little bit there. I just remembered seeing, reading about that and uh, interesting headlines.
2: Nice. Um, so, yeah, I was uh, with, with Nellon Dimension. This is NNDM, ticker symbol. This is a request, basically, from one of our commenters, and I thought, okay, yeah, let's give it a go. Um, I have covered the stuff before, not on this channel, but on, on my YouTube channel. Um, They're a tech company, they they have machines that make little kind of capacitors and stuff like that. Um, The 3D printers basically that make little uh, electronic parts for companies. They also evolved with AI, which is good. You may have said a bit of run up from that, but not a lot um, in terms of what's actually happened with AI, of course, with the likes of NVIDIA, Palantir, all that kind of thing. But going back to the chart, we can see I've got a few, I've got two zones drawn out from 290 to 3. Now, it's important before I jump into this, that this stock is obviously, in my my book, it's a a penny stock. Um, And it's obviously very volatile. We should be very careful when you trade these stocks, of course, because they're, well, I just said it, they're very volatile. They can move against you um, very, very quickly. But also, likewise, they can move for you also very, very quickly. And we saw that recently in a move it had just in the turn of July, or late June, actually, late June. Um, but, yeah, going back to the, tar- uh, tart. <laughs> the, the chart on a technical basis, um, we have the, the twenty minute average is, is wonderful. It's come through this, this trend line. This trend line uh-huh. goes back 18 months. Um, so it's a solid trend line. It's been hit a few times. I didn't want to put it on here because otherwise you'd be able to see the chart. Um, but the 20-million the average moving through that very, very comfortably. And um, hopefully we can get that move up to kind of $3. And uh, we spoke a bit about um, psychological levels earlier. Um, I think that would be a slight psychological level, although you can't really be too sure with stocks like this, because like I said, they move really, really fast. Uh, but generally, I think it's moving in the, very, it's moving in the right direction. Um, they've got loads and loads of cash. So if there was to be a recessionary type environment, they would be OK. They would be able to survive on a fundamental basis. Um, they're just, you know, continuing their acquisitions. They're trying to buy a stratasys. Um, they're kind of toing and froing with that at the moment. So that's interesting. I'd be interested to see if there's any analysts on this, um, KF, and if you can research that just maybe just quickly now, if they actually yeah. do cover it at all. Um, but yeah, that's what my thoughts are on the, on, on the stock. I think if we can break this 322 level uh, maybe come back down, we test it,
0: and then yeah, future's bright for another dimension, that's for sure. That'd be a good, that'd be the setup, right? I guess some long yeah. upper wicks there forming at this level for sure. But um, yeah, I you know, I agree with you, I refer to these as penny stocks, and uh, but mm. I was told. That that's um what's the word anyways they prefer micro cap micro cap <laughs> training oh <laughs> so uh, i don't know penny stocks it is
1: <laughs> what is the definition of penny stock i think below five dollars i think right? it's below yeah. five
0: but the, the negative about, connotation too. that's the word i was looking exactly for, right? because if you yeah. think
1: about below five dollars there are so many other stocks i mean SOFI was a penny stock at some point in time sure. at amc is a penny stock if you think about it right uh, by the way, to answer Sean your question, unfortunately, Wall Street does not cover an NDM right now.
0: I thought that might be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's been on the radar. I feel like this is a name the retail traders uh, are aware of, though.
1: You know, the twenty twenty mm. time, yeah. twenty twenty, there was a lot of <laughs> pumping going on with an NDM, gotcha. and, and uh a lot of YouTubers, you know, a they lot pumped an NDM yeah. to a point where uh, I think the stock was. Uh, if we go five years here, just looking at it give me a second 15 stock rat, yeah 1567 yeah exactly so this was a, in 2021 when the whole 2020 up when you had a lot of youtubers pumping you know all these penny stocks up it went up to 15 dollars and people were like you know this is a new technology everything was going to moon at that point of time but then it just mm-hmm. crashed and you know
0: Good uh, old I
2: remember days. those days. That's when I started uh <laughs> investing before all the trading. And Sean obviously it like, got me
0: very excited. So I was probably part of that train at some point. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everybody getting in for the first time right there was like maybe millionaires in four years. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it was starting Easy, with just like five that.
1: grand. Exactly. But you know what? This is I, I also want to say, we are I'm not ridiculing this, is part of the learning process, right? Oh, 100 mm-hmm.
0: percent Okay, good yeah. point. You
1: have to sometimes go through these, right? You know, you will say, well, you know, we told you so. But unless I think, you know, it's, it's a part of a learning experience. So, you know, as long as you did not blow up your entire mortgage or 401k on stocks like these, I think it's a good learning experience. And, you know, in future, you would be able to, you know, identify these patterns or bubbles uh, and, and maybe stay away from it. Or even if you want to, you know, risk it, at least have a good risk management in place.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, very good lesson. All right. What else we have, Sean?
2: We also have Enervex. Uh, so this is uh, reporting earnings on Wednesday, I believe, which is the orange line I've drawn there. And I have got, I've, I've gone for a little bit of a projection. You can see, I'm sorry, Nate, I need to change my red lines, but that's a red line kind of going down. Oh, of course!
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look ahead, this is again. I'm just yeah. sabotaging your charts now. So we we
2: can see I've I've drawn a red line there in anticipation, more of a bit of kind of a bit of a punt, really, I suppose. And that's a 28 percent drop. But also likewise, on the other hand, you've also got a 33 percent rise to my nearest um, kind of resistance line. Um, We saw during the week just previous, we had a bit of news come out. Um, related to Enovix and obviously it, it reacted nicely with that. And then it came straight back down. It, it, was, it was good news, but it wasn't like amazing news. They're basically releasing uh, more products and the kind of internet of things, that kind of thing. Um, you can obviously look at news, the latest news on Enovix for that. But yeah, the, the, what I've got here, the, the top two lines, I've really not organized this one very well, but yeah, the top two lines of 1850 and 26 is a range that I would like it to stay in on the on the near term um but the lines that i've drawn there after kind of participation of a drop uh, you know a run it's just there for a bit of fun um, and that's, that's just a distance between the the support and the major resistance the major support and the major resistance and what i really wanted to point out was the fact that we're basically trading in the middle of that um but at the same time we're, we're above all three big averages and they're coming up quite nicely the the 200 is starting to curl up if you can get the 200 above that trend line yeah. i think um this stock has a very good kind of future, of, at least to the end of the year. Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen macro-wise, of course. But I think this stock is, is really turning around. And obviously, if they can keep releasing good news, and maybe they can post a good earnings report on Wednesday. I don't know how likely that is. Obviously, they haven't really got up and running just yet. Um, but yeah, that's something to be looking out for for Ennevix. And it certainly excites me. Um, I did mention earlier on in this, in, in this session that I have sold the, the position I had just because of this wonderful run-up we had. Um, I sold it just above 23, which um, obviously uh, you could call me lucky, I suppose, for for getting rid of that at that time. Um, But I thought, no, this is overextended. I need to get rid of this one. Um, Just take your opportunity, take a chance. Um, Just got lucky with the actual execution. But it's coming back down to the 20. Will I buy it here? No, I don't think so. I'm going to let this play out a little bit. Hopefully we can trade between 1850 and 26. And that's what I'm looking for in, in
0: the weeks to come. I talk a lot, don't I? (laughs) No, you know, I think you just think you do. But we're like, we're listening. We're soaking it up, Sean. But we want to hear all the information. So you're good. I was going to add. Go ahead, ahead. you first.
1: No, no, no. So what I was saying that this is, Sean brought up a very good point, right? Sean said he sold his, you know, position to make a profit. And this is very important because... It seems like Sean had an exit strategy, and Sean, maybe you can expand on your exit strategy because a lot of times what happens is when when the stocks are running up and you are in the trading phase, you want to hold off from selling, even though you whatever trading whatever exit criteria you had put in place, it has a green mark, it's checked in, but you are still holding off. What was your trade what was your exit criteria? Can you walk us through that? So my next
2: strategy was for it to kind of move up nicely, consistently up until twenty six. Now I understand with this stock, it jumps around and all that kind of stuff. And I thought this move that it had on the news, and the news wasn't amazing. It was, it was good, it was positive, but it wasn't, it wasn't stock changing. So I thought, okay, this could be a good sell on the news event, and maybe it would trade down sideways, and I can get in again um, at a kind of similar price. Um, so I basically sold the news. <laughs> in a way um but my original plan was to 26 but because of the extended move we've had in the last few weeks okay I, it made sense to me to 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 sell a position and i thought okay it needs to calm down a little bit it needs to come back down to earth um and that's hopefully what we're going to see in, in the next weeks to come i hope that answers your question
1: yep
0: it did thank you uh, i like that's it that that's not you're not you know unable to trade it again right you can get right back exactly. in if you see the opportunity in the setup uh one last comment is uh if you look to the left side of this chart, it can really make a move in a short amount of time. Those up and down, you know, you've noted that's over thirty-three percent there from that full range, and uh, and that's like four or five days at a time. It's it's clearing the entire range, so that's um, a quick mover, yes, very it's quick
2: mover. Good stuff. It's not one eye day trade. It's just one a swing trade. Because if I day traded that, I'd lose my mind. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: how long are your swing trades usually, Sean? Do you have been- um,
2: Probably about two to four weeks.
0: Nice.
2: And if, if you know, for example, an interface one, i would probably hold that for, for about you know, five to six months. It'll be a longer one um, just because I'll get a couple of good earnings reports, you know, because of cost, of course, see what comes out of the news. Um, but it all depends kind of what my time frame is for it, what the technicals look like. Um, but generally, it's about two to four weeks. Yeah.
0: Good stuff. All right, well, uh, keeping it rolling, we got Meta mentioned big earnings this week, and uh, I I had a couple of charts, and you know, maybe we should start just flowing in multiple charts for the same, you know, uh, the same ticker because I wanted to zoom in on this a little bit as well as have the zoomed out look, um, but you know, one had to win out. So this this larger frame is showing that the three fifteen eighty eight level um, was a, a strong. Support level before it broke and meta kind of broke down uh, and now we're, we got right back to that level and it rejected you know so 31588 pulled back now, but we're at the 20 day moving average, which has held nicely for seemingly forever at least in 2023 and I circled here little highlights um, every time we were getting the earnings this year in 2023 right not previously, but you know Zuckerberg seems to have figured it out. And we go into earnings and then massive gap up the last two times around. Right. So are we going to see something like that again? I don't know. Um it, That seems like a pretty high risk, high reward trade, but again, we're right at the 20 day moving average. 315 is right there. It's a, a nice target to try to get to and break through. And if meta comes out with a strong report, you know, okay, you were kind of talking about that as potential earlier, right? Maybe the, you know, we get great earnings from these big names. Um, You know, we're, We'll see a nice strong bounce right off that 20-day moving average. So um, that's just you know what I noticed here. If we don't get that move and we it actually breaks down further, the 50-day moving average slides up right in nicely at 274, which seemed to be a level that we paused at previously, you know, on this move higher. So that's that's really what I'm looking at the two levels: 274 for support if it breaks down, and then trying to get back above 315 on a move higher.
1: Guys, but did you know probably... that this is up one thirty-five percent year to date? Say that again, one hundred thirty-five. Yes, this stock started off at one twenty-four on January third. Wow! <laughs> exactly.
0: Okay, so you know you'll see this in growth stocks. I, I track growth stocks. You'll see growth stocks that will move up big moves in in you know short order, and people are like, "All right, well, I'm not going to invest in them." But that's actually just the beginning of like you know. 2 3 400% run and and it's incredible and to see it and if you can spot the setup it's great to see this in meta i mean what's the mark? trillions
1: of dollars like that's just incredible it's incredible you know that so there's a background story to that right so the so not trading related but from an investment standpoint meta was hammered if you remember metaverse yeah. right it got hammered and there was so much uh, fear in the market that Meta will never recover, and this company brings thirty billion dollars in its revenue on a quarterly basis. <laughs> quarterly, and, yeah, exactly. Cool. And it was like it will never recover; it's, the business is gone. And so, the stock is back up one hundred and thirty-five percent after all the layoffs, after all the restructuring they have done. The stock is back up. There is a reason why Fang stocks are Fang stocks now they are called big eight whatever we want to call it there's a reason why those are largest companies in the world they can recover you know most of the times uh, you know when they do restructuring so
0: there was there was little doubt in this recovery look at that i mean just a straight line 45 degree angle of course <laughs> Sean, Sean, we you to jump in there? sorry
2: i can't remember what i was going to say um to be, quite honest okay, to be we'll do that so, yeah. <laughs> you know, gripping. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, moving averages. You can see the 50s really kind of, you just said it just there, the really kind of straight line, very consistent. It just shows how consistent Meta has been this year. Um, but also, likewise, the 150, I think, is that 150 coming up? The, it uh, is the 150, yeah. Yeah. The 150 is coming up really nicely as well. I think that's that's really nice to see. I mean, even if we trade in the zone for a little while, obviously earnings will probably debate that slightly. Um, but if we can kind of trade in the zone for a little while, bring up that 150, I think that would look really good for the years to come um, from a long-term perspective. Short-term-wise, obviously, I've said it before, but uh, I think we could break this 20 and move down to the 50, related to the QQ,
0: I mean. Um, but yeah that's good. Yeah, I think if we get the nice big breakout move, you know, the range that it was trading in previously is what I would be looking for to target for a high. So three fifteen breaks, you know, targeting three fifty five roughly looks like the next next leg higher. So um yeah, those are those are kind of the levels I'm looking at. 355, 315, and 274. We'll see what happens. Oh, you know what, Kay? Was there
1: anything on the options side of the house? Yes. I actually
0: did want to ask you about that. Super
1: bullish. It's 0.69 protocol ratio. Super bullish. Yeah. And uh, let me also, so for this is 728, right? For 728, we are looking at, um, once my internet loads up here. uh, Yes. So we have, um, on the call side, we have... um, 2,100 contracts. So it's not really a lot uh, on the open interest at 295, and on the put side, you have about 3,500 contracts at 290. So from a contract standpoint, if you compare it with an SPY or QQQ, it's like seems nothing, but that's what yeah. it is over here. One uh, one interesting uh, statistics that you might like it on an average. On During the earnings, the stock moves, on an average, about 11.9% up or down. In the last couple quarters from this, they say, on an average, it moves about 11.9% up or down. So you can, if you're going to trade, depending upon where you're, uh, you know, if things are going to be bullish or bearish, that's something that uh, data that you can use as well.
0: You can see these big gaps, big moves. Yeah. So... All right, well, I moved ahead a little bit too quick there, but let's get to Mara since I previewed that. Marathon Digital, I keep thinking I'm going to move away from this chart. There's no way. I just keep coming back to it. So I think we gave DraftKings a rest this week. But uh, Marathon broke out of its range and then hiked up like it was being bought up by Algos and finally got up to a point where I had to take a breather we're back below the 1775 uh, key level that I noted here and trending back towards 1530 um i wouldn't be surprised if we got all the way back there and that's the level i, I really want to see hold if 1530 holds then you know an- another move higher is as well on the cards these are the 4 hour candles so you know that could happen you know in the next day or two no no problem at all given the way this moves and um i'm i'm looking for that new trend line to break right we've got this downward trend line really looking for a break above and then the shot at 1775 again and as the initial initial run this all ties to Bitcoin you know say that every time we bring up a marathon um, Bitcoin is trying to get back above 30,000 so if you see that happen I would be expecting the same kind of run for a marathon here. Um, and the only other thing I noted on this chart was the declining volume so on this pullback um, pullbacks being the theme, it's it's not been some massive decline, sharp decline. It's been orderly, and it's been slowing down a bit. So we'll it broke
2: that. the algorithm. A shame.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's well, a shame. It was really working well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I like to see here is um, I don't know because we've drawn fibs in the in the past. I mean, you two like to draw them more than I do, um, but you quite often see like a fifty percent retracement. I don't know if that's uh, a, a common thing. But yep. a fifty percent retracement here would be around about that fourteen fifteen level. Do you see it, but potentially come down there as well?
0: Yeah, I think I'm hoping that that fifteen thirty is is roughly in line with that fifty percent. That's what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right; it, it could be a little bit lower than that, and might get us down more to like the fourteen fifteen level. I could see that. You know, these these levels always, um, we know how it is. It's just for guidance, and so we might get a little bit below there. I could that would make some sense. Um but the 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 key thing again is, is what is Bitcoin doing? And if Bitcoin falls off, this is gonna you yeah. know ignore all levels and just kind of follow follow along. So we'll have to see. Looks like yeah. a little bit stronger support at 13, would you say?
1: Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. And and honestly, I'm actually this is on my watch list since you brought this up for so many weeks. And <laughs> but I only got I only had two trades, and then since then it just took off and I was never able to get back in. So I'm 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 really going to tr- I'm really tracking this very closely now.
0: Yeah, you can. You waiting for a range to kind of form before? Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, yeah. Smart move. You could certainly sell some cash secured puts here, but it would be risk a little bit risky, right?
1: I uh, mean, unless I go out like three months out, and then maybe I can try at twelve ninety eight that level twelve thirteen dollars. Right? Sure. Um, but if I'm doing on a weekly basis, I want to see a little bit of a confirmation on the on the range before I actually get in. But I think twenty 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 felt like a not the right spot to get in for a CSP.
0: Do you uh, sell many options going out that far? You know, multiple months.
1: Uh, only for uh, very select stocks.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say that's just pure agony for me. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Only for pure only for select. So when I say select stocks, I mean stocks like Apple, uh Tesla, okay. those kind of where I can generate a lot of premium. But for every other stock, even like Intel, Bank of America, I would not go that far. It's on a weekly bi weekly max.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm with you on that. I go about a month, month and a half at the most, but I've been caught where you know I sell a call, for example, three months out. And then like a week later, the stock just takes off on some big news exactly. And you exactly. just have to sit yeah. there and suffer for you know months on end, just knowing you got your five percent. And
1: it's a trade-off, right? So um um if you want to do weekly, then you are not looking at five, ten percent of gains, right. right? It's a it's a half a percent, a percent, one point two five, it's like a great percent for the week. Now, the of course, when you are adding more time to it your premium is going up. That's that's the risk and reward Absolutely. over there.
0: Yeah. If the
1: stock takes off like a meta, like 135% for the year, then you're basically screwed.
0: Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and if you are doing covered calls on a dividend stock, you have to be very careful with the ex-dividend date because your shares are highly likely to be called. If you have like multiple contracts and it's and the dividend is pretty high for the company,
0: yeah, exactly right. People will want those shares to get that that dividend the X date. Yep. Um, yeah, all good. All good notes there. So yeah, right now it's just you know I love selling color covered calls and cash secured puts, but um, yeah, it's just not the market right now. Uh, I don't think most stocks that I'm looking at. I mean, there are opportunities always, but uh, the things I'm looking at right now are just making a picking a direction. So not as many opportunities there. All right. Well, let keep it rolling. Plug Power. So this one is, has been actually performing really well for me uh, in the very near term. Just got into it earlier this month, and um, I'm in the Savvy traver, Trader uh, Portfolio Contest. I'll actually be on Wolf Spaces this week a couple times, so Tuesday and Thursday this week. Check it out. Post it on the Twitter timeline. Hope to see you guys there. Be talking about Plug Power, no doubt, um, because it's at this point here where you look like it's going to reject... And probably pull back, right? We've got this long-term downtrend in place. Um, but similar to what we were looking at with with a uh, nano earlier, Sean, that long-term trend line was broken above, right? And now providing a breakout opportunity. And seeing the same kind of thing here is you know, that's what I'm looking for. So we've got initial rejection at that trend line, which makes a lot of sense after a big run up, but You've got the 20, uh, 20 day moving average crossing above the 50 day and both of them curling up nicely heading towards the 150, which is also starting to flatten out. All three are now below um, where the you know current price is for plug at 1239. And so they could provide some support there and allow it to, you know, either bounce initially or consolidate a bit and then make an attempt to break that trend line. And if we get a big, big move and a breakthrough, it could see some follow Follow through on that and make a push, maybe all the way up towards you know seventeen, eighteen dollar level. Um, so that's what I'm watching for on a breakout trade potential right now. It's kind of sitting on my hands and wait and see. Really curious what your thoughts are on this one, Sean.
2: This one, I, I you mentioned a breakout of the trend line, but you could also have a breakout of the moving averages. So we've moved through the, the one hundred and fifty there. Yes, yeah. come down, retested, moved up, and it's like it's coming back down for a second bite of the cherry. Um, So, in a way, you could actually enter if it touched down on the 150 again. Um, I know it's a bit riskier. Of course it is. Um, But, yeah, the ultimate breakout would be to break through, like the non-dimension chart, to break through the the trend line, um, which has been in place for quite some time, come back down, retest it, there thereabouts. And that would be the ideal entry, the safest entry. But um, if you were looking to take a little bit more risk on um especially this market at the moment, of course, it, it makes a little bit more sense in my eyes. Um you could actually enter kind of around about these levels because you're above the, the free moving averages, like you said. Yeah. Um the 20 is coming up nicely and you're kind of getting that second bite of the cherry. I'll say that again. I said the same thing twice. Um, it's because yeah. it's so
0: good and it makes a lot of sense. So.
2: I will be adding this to my watch list, that's for sure, because you know yes. I love a breakout trade.
0: <laughs> this this is how I can tell whether or not my charts are good or not during the week is whether or not Sean and Kay say something along the lines of I'm adding this to my watch list. So I'm calling this a win. This is a fantastic it's a win. 100%. week. <laughs> good stuff. And if you guys are enjoying it- this as well and adding this to your watch list, check this out. Make sure you hit the like button and subscribe. So we'll be Oy. here every week. Yeah, go ahead. Kay. What were you going to say?
1: And the premiums are pretty decent, by the way.
0: So yes, guess what? they are.
1: Yes, I am adding it as well in the $12 range. Perfect.
0: Oh, I got both of you on, on plug. I love it. I added it to the portfolio. I'm telling you. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So you should have good? covered We're... it
1: earlier, Nate. You, lost, you made us lose a month worth of money over here. This is, tr- <laughs> this is true. <laughs> one thing, right.
0: I'll try to do better. <laughs> all
2: right. One thing I want to add this, to this one is if you look at the daily, because I've just added it to my watch list just now, um, if you look at the daily, which you're, you're on now, but if you have the 200 moving average, you're actually just smoothing underneath that. Um, so that's a potential resistance Oh, point.
0: interesting. The 200 is yeah. ab- still above. Yeah. Yeah, it's just literally
2: hovering just above it. Um, All right. so that's something to look out for, but I like the 150. I like the I
0: like this chart that you posted better than my chart. Yeah, yeah get that 200 out of there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. We have something positive to look forward to next week because we've been talking a lot about pullbacks. So let's see what happens with a plug. And uh, yeah, you know, anything could happen, of course. But I like it. Hmm. All right, so I've got Robin Hood up next. Um, I mentioned this last week. Just want to kind of follow up on the my thoughts there. Controversial stock, of course, and some folks love the twenty four hour trading. some folks can't stand that idea um, It sounds to me like they're gonna i mean I just can't figure out a way that that works that doesn't allow them to kind of front run trades and you know to t- take advantage perhaps of the traders a bit um, but I don't know enough about that stuff. What do I know i just it's just me on the outside looking in. I would say I'm gonna hold off and see how things go and maybe have a broader market before I'm trading. 24/7 on Robinhood, um, but this you know to the chart, I thought that we would get a pullback last week and to test the 20-day moving average. We didn't get that actually. It held the 1236 level nicely and moved up, and you know took a pause after it got to 13 and pulled back a little bit, along with the rest of the market. Um, maybe we get that pullback this week. So I left the lines. I could have redrawn them a bit, but just left them in place, and thinking that if we do get the you know kind of hawkish tone and uh, more of a nervous market, maybe earnings aren't great as, you know, maybe they do the opposite of what we expect. Then, then we get that pullback and I've got 1124 is that support level. The 20 day moving average would probably be right around that a little bit higher. And I want to see that hold to make a move higher again, continue the trend. The trend is our friend. We've got the 50 day moving above the 150 day moving average after breaking out of that range. So targeting 1395 next above that. Um, that's really all I have on Robinhood. Just wanted to follow up again and say that maybe we'll get that pullback this week since we didn't get it last week.
2: Yeah, I think all the time it spends in these kind of areas, putting up all of those moving averages be key as well for the future. Um, and you, you touched on it there slightly a bit. I'm looking for it in, in Palantir at the moment, where patterns is kind of trading in a range. And that's really, really nice because it brings the bigger moving averages up, which makes the trend more uh, set in stone in my eyes anyway. Right. Um, so if we can get that with, obviously we've had a breakout, um, which is nice. If we can get that with Robinhood, I think we, we can be going the right direction. News aside, I mean, just just technical views, basically.
0: I do love that setup when uh, you get the consolidation, let the moving averages slide right mm-hmm. up underneath, and then they just take back off again. You, you're less worried about the the harsh pullback and you know closing the gap back to the moving average. It's a nice setup for sure.
1: Okay. Can I just share that uh, the put-to-call ratio is 0.16 here. (laughs) So you can imagine how bullish this uh, (laughs) seems like.
0: 0.16?
1: 0.16, exactly.
0: Nobody is... All right, now I have to rethink everything because I'm kind of a contrarian investor at times. And if nobody is expecting a pullback, I mean... Wow, that's I can't remember last time you said 0.16 on I a... I
1: I don't remember because even for st- stocks like Sofi, uh Palantir, they right. are in like like 0.4, 0.5, 0.6 and we, it's very bullish. If it's like 0.8, 0.9 then you know the cost, the market is still like kind of at, not as bullish. Like generally one would be neutral. But this is like I don't know, this is like super bullish. There's no pullback on this one.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. That is crazy. Every 16 puts has 100 call tra- contracts. Like That's uh, all right. Yeah. No, it did. Um, so it is in my in my savvy trader portfolio, and I need to close out the month strong. So come <laughs> on, guys. Let's make these calls happen. I <laughs> uh, love it. Anything else to add before we switch charts and hand it over to Kay? Nothing for me on this bundle. I say we I'm hand it over to Kay. All right, what do we got first up?
1: All right. We have the we have the big ones. Uh three out of the four yeah, three out of the four charts today are reporting earnings next week. So my analysis is more on the earnings play which I generally like to do. Um, I will say as a disclaimer uh, earnings are a binary event. We can anticipate something and the company can completely surprise. So even if the company reports earnings which is in line with you, if you are on option side, you would have a major IV crash. And just how it happened with Tesla, the stock dumped right after the earnings. And that always happens. So uh, be very careful when you're doing uh, earnings trade. But with Google, what is very interesting, Google has been on our uh, discussion list for a long time. Like I've been tracking Google for very, very long. And all I can say that um, question is, will earnings pull Google into overdrive? Because this stock has been lagging compared to some of its peers like Uh, uh, Microsoft, like uh, Meta, like Apple, NVIDIA. You know, this stock is not there at all. It's like very slowly climbing up the ladder. So as you can see, 118, since we love to use Fib levels on this 118, seems to have found uh, a very good support line. Now, I wanted to ask you guys, do you guys see a double bottom here as well, or is it just me looking at double bottom? No, I see it. Right? Um. Uh, if you are going to trade earnings, right? This this is very this is very important because the the stock generally moves between four point seven percent and five point four percent, which relates to the current price of one twenty. You're looking at about five and a half dollars to six and a half dollars, up or down. So if you are going to trade options, that is something that you can consider uh, if you want to, uh, you know, either write a call or uh, write a put or whatever you want to do that. Um, very bullish, 0. 0.75 for the next coming week, put to call ratio. So still very bullish that it is going to- Oh, it's uh, not 0. 0.16 though. It's not 0. 0.16, <laughs> but it's, no, it's also not hyper growth and it's so much high beta, right? So it's a Google, right? Uh, most likely-
0: <laughs> Could you imagine Google 0.16 put to call ratio? Like that's, that would be- Oh
1: my God.
0: We God. would all be getting rich <laughs> okay. or or the opposite. I don't know. So
1: so <laughs> since you said that, right? Uh, I want to talk about the earnings for a second. Earning per share- is expected to be about $1.34. And last quarter, they reported 1.17. And they had a beat. On the revenue side, this company brings $72.75 billion in a quarter. That is the expectation. Last quarter, they brought 69.79 billion. It was also a beat. So most likely you are going to see a beat here, especially with the AI ramp up. So chances are they are going to do a beat because May, we had this big ramp up on all AI stocks. So keep that in uh, in your uh, calculations. Uh, calls at 126 is 7.3, which would put you right between the August and April high. And 125 is 8.3. On the put side, the downside looking at 114 for 1.3K. Uh, open interest in one4 115 at 6.6. So that falls right in the range of five and a half dollars and six and a half dollars. If you're going to take it either on the upside or the downside, that's how I'm seeing um, on the trade for this week for Google.
0: Yeah, the double awesome. bottom is interesting there. Um, it's I don't like that it curled back down um, last week, but you know it didn't get quite as low, and you got some lower wicks looking like it wants to move higher. I feel like it's got a you know most likely trade up into earnings, kind of what you were saying, I think uh, with respect to the AI noise and everybody's kind of hyped around it. So yeah, I I, I like, so you're trading for upside on the um, earnings K or did you say, I'm sorry, I might've missed that.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I am definitely trading on the upside for the earnings. Um, Especially uh, the idea is that you open the cash secured put a day before, so this is reporting on Tuesday, Ah. right? So I can open a cash secured put on Tuesday itself before the market. So you are, you're buying the rumor, right? And then if it goes up next day, you'll have a major IV crush on that. And you can probably sell it off uh, as long as it doesn't drop like Tesla. So that's, that's something too. But again, it's a $6. So I said as a five and a half to six and a half dollars, if that is the range, you expect the stock to move up or down, you can use those levels to buy the uh, the options.
0: It definitely looks ready you know it's it's made it's consolidating nicely so um you know last couple times it consolidated just chose to move higher that's what i'm hoping to see as a google owner i
2: I see something completely different to both of you um and i did this last time you brought up google and i don't want to do it again but it's just what i see on the chart so if you drew a line a trend line from the middle of uh, march must must be from the kind of that low point if you drew a trend line through kind of the next um, high, May. There, which mm-hmm. is kind of May, um, and then obviously that trend line would then go through the, the current price action. Yes. It broke that trend line. It looks like that recent peak we had about four or five days ago hit that trend line and came down. So I, I think this could be, obviously earnings will change that regardless, but just as a chart perspective, that, that just, it's just something i mean i see him, yeah, that's what yeah. we get with this with the perspectives with this um with this channel with this live sessions that we do um but yeah that, that's what i see i see a negative momentum if anything i don't want to do that but um, no no so
1: I I, th- you know I, think, me. <laughs> I I think sean brings a good point right so i think when you draw a trend line versus when you're drawing a fib, it it yep. gives you a completely different picture if you switch to the weekly you'll see a different picture and that's where the excitement comes like because every single time interval gives you a different kind of a picture but i get what you're getting because technically it's below the trend line the price right now
2: it bounced but, on the, the trend but on the fib yeah.
1: level i feel 118 is still a very good support level for the stock considering it's, it has bounced off of it so you know let's see how the earnings play out seems like it folks are more bullish on google uh going into earnings
2: hmm. Yeah, and uh, like I say, these chart patterns mean nothing when you go into earnings, or if you know, a particular piece of news comes out. Yeah. Um, obviously, they will trump. They will trump technicals. It's just something I, I observed on the chart.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a good, very good point you brought up.
0: Great perspectives, guys. All right, what's next, Kay?
1: Well, so this is another uh, um, stock that is going to report earnings. Microsoft. We don't. We haven't covered this uh, earlier, uh, but this is the first time I'm, I'm putting it here, and. I drew a channel on the trend line and I think because I don't want to use fibs over here since it's our first time is better to understand the trend right now. Uh seems to this stock has been respecting this trend line from a very long time ago, at least from the all all the at least from the year onwards. The stock is up year to date forty three percent. So still not as impressive as Meta, but still very impressive. Forty three percent on a stock like Microsoft, about two trillion dollar plus company. It's amazing. Yeah. Price continues to be above the 20-day uh, SMA. And uh, RSI, even though it's declining, it's not like oversold or anything like that. Volume is, of course, on the rise because of the earnings coming up. Um, if you're going to trade, be very careful. The moves could be anywhere between $13 to $16, up or down. Uh, this is the average that the uh, during the earnings, the moves happen. Uh, put-to-call ratio is 0.92, so a little bit more bearish because this this stock is also trading near its 52 week high so unless the, you have a major announcement on something that can uh, bring a, a new major revenue we could see buy the rumor sell the news on microsoft and and but i feel like this trend might uh, this trend line is being respected at least from a uh, from at least an year to date perspective what do you guys see some big volume last week what was that all about uh, it was also AI related, right? Um, because uh, artificial inter- a- Apple announced that they are getting into AI as well.
0: Oh, that's right. That was just last week. Yes. <laughs> oh, what a long week. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, personally, I, I like that you drew this channel here because it reminds me of what's going on with S&P a bit. So we're back. This is now back towards the bottom end of the channel. We've got the moving average there providing some support it looks like a nice setup uh to you know regain the upward momentum and move back towards the upper side of the channel I mean continue to make higher highs and higher lows here so uh, until that breaks and until that lower trend line breaks I don't see any reason to trade it any differently
2: yeah the the trend is your friend um we've said it many times before and this is a perfect example of that you know it's going up so
0: run with it basically that's what I would say
1: exactly, all right. Good
0: relative strength and not overbought, right?
1: No, nope. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's getting ready, prime time because I think this pullback helps into the earnings because that gives you the little range to play or Microsoft if you are trading Microsoft for the range.
0: Yeah, today's call has been crazy. We kind of started off very much talking pullbacks and a lot of you know caution and. It's like plug power started this talking a little (laughs) bit more. We got to that chart and now we're all kind of swinging the other way here. So what do you Uh, have to say about Intel? we keeping it going?
1: Yeah, I I love Intel because, you know, we have been, I've been trading Intel pretty much every single week since what last uh, four months, five months now. So it's, it's a, it has been one of my most bellwethered stock uh, for now. Closed higher than last week uh, it, and it has remained above the 3390, which on the FIB level is our uh, is a new support level. Just like for Google, I have the 118. Again, I think if you draw the trend line, you might see the trend breaking. But on the FIB level, it, these levels are being respected in a in a, in a much, much uh, easier fashion. Um, uptake in RSI volume is above uh, the 220 SMA. Uh, if you are going to play the earnings... Just remember, they had a beat in the earnings last, um, uh, as well, last time. So the company was expected to lose $0.04. Cents. They actually came in $0.10 cents above. So that's great. This time, they're expected to lose $0.03 cents on earning per share. And the revenue is expected to be about $12 billion. So any, if it if it meets or goes above, you could see a breakout here on Intel. Considering Intel has been beaten up as a stock in the last four, five quarters now, or at least four quarters I can think of. And um, the call ratios uh, at 36 is 3.8 and at 32 is 2.5. So 32, uh, between 30.02 and 33.90 is what I'm really expecting the stock to trade. Um, it's two and a half dollars to about, so 2.15 cents to 2.70 cents is the range, the share move. So it's not like a massive move that you will see in Intel so between 2 and 3 dollars is a, is a good range if you want to trade in um put to call ratio is 0. 0.59 um so we'll keep it as is
0: i'm big on the chips i've been following semiconductors pretty closely all year and i was just pulling up just cuz i thought yeah i thought chips were down last week it was yes yeah a couple a couple of percentage points and all that tied to taiwan semiconductor right and yeah. One thing I noted there was they were talking about having a hard time finding um, qualified, you know, experienced um, workers to work in their factories in the States. And um, I thought that was interesting because I had actually looked at Taiwan semi like uh, postings when they were posting for different uh, opportunities several months ago. And one of the requirements was you had to go, I think, and live, if I remember correctly, you had to go and live in Taiwan for like X number of months to get fully trained up and, you know, understand their culture there and everything else. And so think about how limiting that is, like how many people are willing to just move for a number of months and then move back. Like that's really going to kill your talent pool where Intel is not going to face that kind of challenge. Right. That they're going to need to hire and they're going to build out and increase what they're doing. You know, it's it's local. So. Um, that's I think that's interesting to note that news this week I thought was pretty, pretty fascinating, but in the chip sector overall. But I think this is the this is where you want to be in the future as far as everything's going to have microchips and it already does basically, right? Even your refrigerator,
2: absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, we've just had a comment as well, um, yeah. asking if we can add AMD to the chart rotation. Perhaps we can have a look at it next week. Yes, yep. Yeah. yeah,
1: we'll do AMD next week as well. Awesome. Like yeah. Um, from Next a, one you will lo- go ahead Sean you had some just no, yeah,
2: to so. add something with this you said um trading between a range of 30 and 34 pretty much is, is what i heard from when you said that yeah yeah is that that's an what i'm that you you accumulate and you, you do that strategy that you talk about is that yeah so i basically
1: you? so i basically what i do is i i open cash secured puts uh between 30 and 30, 30 32 dollars, and i try to sell at the money uh calls and i just keep repeating it because Explain is- a little
0: bit what the cash-secured puts, like how that works, K, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So basically what we are trying to do in cash-secured put is you're trying to uh, put a collateral uh, using your cash to buy shares at a certain strike price. So, for example, in this scenario, if I want to open a cash-secured put, let's say I choose a $30 strike price and yeah. I say I will buy Intel at $30 and let's say the expiration is a week from now. And they, I'll have to put $3,000 as a collateral. So it's not a naked put. You are actually have to put $3,000 as a collateral. Now, to do that, the market gives you a premium. So that premium could be, let's say, $10 they'll give you. So technically, out of the $3,000, your effective cost basis will be $2,990, which is $29.90. So what you are doing, basically, is you're offsetting and you're adding a little bit extra downside protection just in case stock falls below $30, at least you are getting into a, a good price. So basically that's how we do it. Now, the second leg to it is called covered call. So once you get a stock assigned, you sell a covered call where you can sell, add the money where you bought the stock at, and then they will give you a premium again. So that gets added to your uh, profit as well. So there's a lot of videos that I have done on my channel. So you can definitely go and check it out. Uh, I do this wheel strategy on a weekly basis and even bi-weekly basis on various stocks. AMD will cover. I actually did an AMD trade, I think, two weeks ago. Perfect. 3D. Yeah. So I'll cover that as well next week.
0: Thanks for explaining that, Kay. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say much on Apple because I want you guys to tell me what are you guys seeing here. I, just, I, I threw out all the FIB levels from it because it kept breaking all-time high. I'm like, let me throw it out. And I just drew <laughs> this, I don't know, a, a very crappy trend line, but this is how it looks like. And I want you guys to tell me what are you seeing here? It's The channel is getting very narrow at the bottom, at the top.
0: It is getting narrow. What do you think, Sean?
2: I think this um, tells the future of the market in a way as a whole. So if we break up, we we go on another run, uh, an extra run, should we say, maybe towards that kind of 480 level that people have been talking about on the SPY. Yeah. Um, but likewise if we break down I think we, we we can really kind of make a move lower maybe that correction we're talking about 10 15 percent um, I don't know what that would be maybe 170 ish on Apple right. um but yeah really as simple as that that's as, to me that's what wedges are I mean you create a wedge um eventually the, the range gets tighter and tighter and it will break it'll break up it will break down um, whether it you know, breaks down harshly or breaks up harshly, that's another thing, but generally trends are meant to be, you know, finished eventually. That's what my thoughts are. Yeah.
0: I agree. And I think these are uh, ascending, right? I get the word right. And the rising, yeah. Wedge, yeah. rising wedge, ascending wedge. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm typically looking for a break lower um, because it's already rising. It's been rising so much that a break higher is, is going to be an extended move. Um, and I, and i think we were talking about that earlier i just don't usually trade that uh, but i would trade a break lower um, and i like the you know this the 170ish level only because um you know if you get that kind of a healthy i'm not saying that's where i think it's going i'm saying i would like it if it got if apple pulled back to 170 that would be healthy and it would it would clean some some things out of the market it would make next moves higher not seem so outlandish or a stretch and risky and overall it make for better trading i think so yeah i agree apple's the direction of the market so the one to watch i like this chart cave by the way yeah yeah <laughs> no
1: I, I thank you i deliberately deleted all the fib levels because they were not giving me any more signal they're just right? frustrating you yeah yeah it was frustrating <laughs> me every single week it was a new high i was like let me just delete everything and start afresh on apple
0: that's funny gonna add anything there Sean before we wrap up
2: no no i just said, um i just basically asked him what his thoughts when he just said
0: that so beautiful all right well, we'll get amd next week great comments thanks everybody for adding the comments thanks for everybody for subscribing and hitting the like button appreciate that the whole way another great week another of uh, trading and opportunities coming up and uh you know I feel prepared again so thank you guys and for boosting my ego and confidence a little bit by saying you want to go ahead and check out Plug Power. So I'll take the win. How about you, Sean? How are you feeling?
2: Yeah, good. I think I'm going to be another kind of chill week. Lately, the uh, last two or three weeks, I've been just taking a step back and just kind of controlling trades i have already had. Obviously, the market's run up quite nicely in in, in this year, basically. Um, and I'm just kind of taking that opportunity to not go too mad with it, just take a controlled, okay. controlled stance, uh, manage my positions. Like I said, I sold Enovix as one of them. Um, obviously managing SoFi and things like that as well. So I don't think I'll be starting any trades. In terms of trading earnings, I do like to, but only a very, very small amount of my portfolio. It's just, it, it's essentially a gamble. Of course it is. Um, but we, we have to have fun every now and then, of course. And I'd like to get your take maybe on whether you trade earnings. I know Kay, you said you did um, from time to time. And I think it's it's, it's okay. It's natural. Um, but yeah, just have to keep limiting that risk and keep risk management really, really down to a T there.
0: Yeah, before I it over to Kay, I'll just say that um, I do trade earnings on occasion, but I I tend to trade where I'll sell options and take advantage of the uh, implied volatility crush that happens, um, and I'll I'll do that on stocks I'm really familiar with and have some trading levels um, mm-hmm. to sell against that, you know, have defined ranges, so I feel a bit more comfortable there. Um, but by and large, actually, I don't trade earnings too too aggressively. I'm more like Yushan, I think, where I kind of Prefer to trade the charts and versus a binary event. Um, so that's that's my uh typical you know way I operate. But with all the earnings coming through, you almost can't avoid it, you know, these days. So yeah. um I will I will add one other note. I did open up a Discord channel and I'm putting all of my trade notes in there. I'll trade ideas. So um it's Trader Nate trading on Patreon. Check it out if you're interested. And uh, it has all of those kind of ideas. Sean, you're in there, so you'll see them as I post them. So.
2: It is awesome. It's really well organized, and I, I was quite surprised actually from you. <laughs> Thanks, I yeah, that. yeah.
1: No, and, and I will say that you know, for folks, if you join that Discord, it's it's really you will understand why Nate has its uh, mindset on the trade because I think just giving trade ideas, it's it's one thing or trade alerts, but I think understanding the back, the thought process behind the trade is more important because you're basically trying to teach people how to fish and not just give them the fish itself
0: yeah thanks guys that's exactly right and uh i couldn't agree with you more sean like i set <laughs> it up for everybody else not for me because <laughs> my my organization my own notes is uh, i've got like five notebooks over here that's not good <laughs> but uh yeah i appreciate awesome. that guys and uh Kay, yeah what else would you add for our closing thoughts here this week
1: uh I think you guys covered pretty much about the earnings. Uh, it is a binary event. Like for most people, I think uh, it's it's if you don't if you're not that risk if you're not that risk on kind of a person, I would say stay away from it. I personally trade a lot on earnings. Actually, my trading volume goes up during earnings, uh, specifically because I do trade all big names like Fang stocks. So, and I understand their ranges as well. So I like trading uh, big names on tra- earnings. Uh, But I would say if you are not a risk-on person, I would avoid trading on uh, earnings. It's a gamble. No matter who says what, it's a gamble. Nobody can predict it.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. The binary events. So be sure to follow Sean Trades on YouTube. You guys post a lot of great stuff, especially about Neo recently. Really enjoying (laughs) it. Follow Invest for Tomorrow as well. Kay posts a ton of great information out there. I've got Trader Nate Trading set up via Discord and you can access it through Patreon. So quick plugs there, and uh, before we sign off this week, appreciate everybody's support and uh, safe trading. You know, remember always trade wisely and with lots of information. Have a good All week, right. everybody.
2: Take care. Yeah, Bye-bye. Take care.
0: Bye bye.